Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, Americans. Good to be with you. Welcome to the new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News Word. Today, we're going to focus on the border, on immigration, but not on some of the things you might be thinking, because there was some big news last night. Several Texas counties said they were declaring an invasion from the illegal migrants that have been crossing into Texas, a move designed to pressure Republican Governor Greg Abbott to take more aggressive action to use Texas resources to round up as many of the illegal migrants coming into the country and forcibly remove them from the country. That's what these counties want. That's a big issue. And we have you covered at justthenews.com on that. We wrote about it this morning and everyone is up to speed on that. But I want to focus on something that happened at the end of the 4th of July week that didn't get a lot of attention except at Just the News. The Biden administration, President Joe Biden, changed the rules for immigration to allow people, some people with terrorism ties, associations with known terrorists flagged by the FBI and the FBI terrorism database to still come into the country despite their terrorism ties. That's right. You heard me right. I'm not making that up. Aaron Kliegman, great reporter here at Justin News, broke that story. We're going to bring him on the show and give you a quick heads up on what happened, why that's important why it is raising serious national security concerns, and also why the stated reason the Biden administration said they did it to help Afghan refugees who are having a hard time coming to the country doesn't add up. Why? Most of those Afghan refugees are getting flagged for relationships with the Taliban, but the Taliban isn't currently on the terrorism list for the State Department. Uh, A lot of people And some of the reporting that Aaron Kliegman did seemed to suggest that maybe this has more to do with the Iran nuclear deal and giving an incentive to Iran to come back and negotiate a deal with the Biden administration. We've got a great one-two punch at the top of our show today. Aaron Kliegman, the reporter who broke that story, is going to come on first. And then the former national security advisor to President Trump, the former U.N. ambassador for President George W. Bush. John Bolton's here, one of the great national security minds. He's going to talk about how significant and consequential this decision by the Biden administration is. A great show, a really important topic, one that the rest of the media is not covering closely. We've got you covered here at Just the News and John Solomon Reports. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, 
We've got Aaron Kliegman, great reporter, enterprise reporter for justthenews.com. He's going to join us to describe this scoop he had. And then we're going to turn to John Bolton, the former national security advisor, former United Nations ambassador for the United States, to ask him why this is important and to talk about many of the other things going on in the world today, China and, of course, Russia-Ukraine war chief among them. Back to back, Aaron Kliegman, John Bolton, right after this commercial break. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Before we took that quick break, I was telling you a little bit about these changes in immigration rules that will allow some people with terrorism ties to still get into the United States. It's a head scratcher. We've been through 9-11. A lot of people talking about it. The reason they're talking about it, our next guest, Aaron Kliegman, great reporter here at Just the News. He broke that story. Aaron, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. 
This is a head scratcher. A lot of people are trying to figure out what's the intention? Why do we even need this? I mean, if someone has an innocent terror tie, they can get a parole visa. There's a lot of different mechanisms already available for people to get in the country when they don't have a significant terror tie. Any idea what the president and his team were thinking when they made this change? Well, it's interesting because I reached out to the state and homeland security departments. Um, you know, they kind of jointly. Um, in consultation with the attorney general kind of made these changes to federal immigration law. And what they told me, it was specifically to help Afghans. Um, so you have people there for example, who obviously helped the U S but you could have people who uh, maybe just, they lived in an area that Taliban controlled, So they had to work with the Taliban. Right. But they're not actually extreme like that. That was, that was what they're um, trying to, portray it as, but if you look at the actual language of um, the changes they made, there's no mention of Afghanistan, there's no mention of the Taliban. I should uh, quickly note, the Taliban is not actually designated as a U.S., uh, as a foreign terrorist organization by the U.S. government, so it wouldn't, the Taliban wouldn't even uh, technically be covered by this, so that adds another bit of confusion. It's a complete head-scratcher, yeah. Exactly, and also... Um, so, yeah, there's the language is very broad and vague and appears if you any reasonable reading, it would seem to apply to any potential terrorist group, any country. So and th- they didn't kind of address these issues when I asked about them. So it's um, and it's security experts who I spoke to said they um, there are huge loopholes in this. If this is really just about Afghan, Afghanistan helping Afghans who are vulnerable, then they need to change the language because right now... Yeah, they can make a rifle shot, right? And narrow it down to that and... Yeah, exactly. So it seems anyone in, um, you know, Al-Qaeda, who knows, in theory, if, if you can sort of show that you have, quote, limited or insignificant, provided limited or insignificant material support to them, you could potentially uh, gain entry. Of course, uh, experts and, you know, other officials are worried that... Um, it's not that hard to kind of fake that you have limited support and and when in reality you have uh, kind of dangerous intentions. Yeah, no, I think that's really the the key thing here. And, you know, we had a pretty strong, robust vetting program after uh, 9-11. And for 10, 15, 18, 20 years, we did okay with it. The last couple of years, we're now starting to see a lot of people slip into the country. We know there was a plot uh, to assassinate George W. Bush that involved someone sneaking across the border, some uh, people terrorized to kill the the 43rd president. Then we had a uh, person with pretty significant terrorized get into the country. The FBI had to scramble to find him because the system didn't catch him, even though he was flagged. Um, It seems as, and then I think this year alone, uh, the DHS already says there have been 50 people who have crossed the border that have those sort of terrorist ties. Why the uh, surge? What do the security experts tell you about why we're seeing a surge in people with unsavory ties to terrorism? Well, one, it's, um, as we've seen, critics, of course, have been um, hammering the Biden administration for not really enforcing border security, kind of inviting migrants to come in. We've seen just the objective data, the historic number of uh, illegal border crossings, and it's, I mean, it doesn't take a, uh, a, a mastermind to kind of see that's a potential weakness um, if you wish to do the U.S. harm and underbelly. And one of the things that you talked about, yeah, there have been at least 50 um, arrests of uh, migrants on the terrorist screening database, but um, at least 
um, we've hundreds of thousands at least um, of illegal immigrants are known to have gone past border agents. You know, we don't know. We we only have statistics on those who we catch. We don't know. Yeah, exactly the getaways who, are the ones that are more concerned. Yeah. That, yeah. And that, that's sort of the point. I mean, statistics only tell part of the story and right. that part of the story in itself is, um, is concerning. So one issue is, um, I think they see, uh, you know, it's the time is ripe to uh, try to enter the, the U S illegally. Potentially that's, um, uh, one. And another issue is, uh, kind of shifts gears a bit, but uh, a lot of uh, people are concerned, including lawmakers on Capitol Hill about, um, the Iran angle to this because uh, Iran's Islamic uh, Revolutionary Guard Corps, a powerful, essentially military force of the Iranian government that is responsible for operations outside their borders. Most of the trouble we hear about with Iran overseas is under the IRGC there, a U.S.-designated terrorist organization. Right. And um, there's concern that uh, this could be seen as a concession uh, because it could potentially, again, just reading the text of the changes, could make it easier for a significant number of um, people who served in the IRGC to enter uh, this country. And uh, some people wonder if uh, this is some sort of a concession to Iran because a major sticking point in the nuclear negotiations between uh, the U.S. and other world powers and Iran has been whether Iran wants uh, the Biden administration to uh, take the IRGC off uh, our list of foreign terrorist organizations. Yeah. Uh, President Biden said... Uh, had initially expressed an openness to them, but he got severe backlash from Congress. He ultimately said he wouldn't, but uh, this could be a potential way to try and some kind of compromise. That's what people are concerned about, both on the Hill and in the uh, national security community. It's really remarkable because I've heard an awful lot in the last few weeks about um, Iran and whether this uh, change is about Iran trying to signal to the Iranians that, hey, there are ways we can work around this stuff. Have Has anyone in government or elsewhere say, yeah, that this is a the, the wink and nod that we need to try to restart the Iranian deal? I think right now it's, if you talk to people in the Biden administration, they make clear that, I mean, they, they want a nuclear deal. They That's sort of just across the board they want it. I think the question is how stubborn Iran will be in holding to their positions, you know, asking, for example, to uh, delist the IRGC from the foreign terrorist organization. Right. I think it's so we're um, I think we're at a point where the sort of the, the expert view is that what Iran is doing is essentially, you know, they're sending mixed signals. We keep hearing the deal could be in coming, potentially could not be coming. Yeah. Um, Iran seems to be buying time as they, you know, get more and more nuclear, uh, a bigger and bigger nuclear program, they gain increasing leverage um, as the Biden administration can use to want a deal. So it seems that's kind of where we're heading. And it's honestly, I think it's the balls in Iran's court. They kind of dictate if they want a deal, I think, to get one if they want to keep holding out for more. Um, The Biden Biden administration has given no indication They've, they've kind of played at the idea that they're looking right. at plan B, but there's been no, I've, I've asked about this, I have not seen or heard any substantive plan B to seeking a nuclear deal with Iran. Yeah, it's amazing uh, to see what happens. When you look at Iran, it looks like there's been an awful lot of rest, unrest inside its borders. The people of Iran seem to be tiring of the mullahs. 
uh, failures, right? Economic failures, security failures. I think there was a building collapse that shook a lot of people's um, concerns. Can you tell us a little bit um, about what's been going on? You do such a great job covering it. Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, So this is actually a story that's been going on uh, really since about 2017. Well, I should say there's been protests. It's the Green Revolution when uh, President Obama was in office. So Iranian people have um, demonstrated against their government for many years. But there's been since 2017 kind of a sporadic uh, unrest, anti-government, anti-regime protest. And they've been some have been uh, waves that have been more intense and the government has cracked down severely. And uh, I believe it was 2019, um, in late 2019, the government, the U.S. government uh, uh, itself said that Iran uh, killed 1,500 protesters. So in in recent months, we've seen another um, uptick in the unrest. And it was triggered by uh, by economic issues, uh, prices soaring, things of that nature. But as is uh, typical with all of this unrest, whatever might trigger um, the protest, it ultimately ends up becoming uh, demonstrators in the streets, the Iranian people decrying the current regime in power yeah. and calling for its overthrow and putting up uh, you know, messages trying the Supreme Leader, things of that nature. And it's really been, uh, there's been a lot of activity on, on that front. And, and I've been reporting recently on uh, some operations by the Iranian opposition, kind of cyber attacks against government entities and kind of uh, compromising uh, some of their networks and gaining intelligence. So they're, they're doing a lot and um, they're very passionate about this. I've spoken to some people operating inside Iran against the regime and they think now is, you know, now is their time. So we'll see how this goes. The regime has proven it uh, will go to great lengths to crack down on these demonstrations and, uh, of course, you know, the, the degree to which the U.S. Uh, supports rhetorically or otherwise these demonstrations will be uh, something that uh, I'll be watching with great interest. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is so essential, too. It's so important to know that. Aaron, it's great stuff that you're doing. How do people follow what you're doing every day? I mean, obviously, they can follow you on Just the News, but uh, what are your coordinates for social? Sure. Um, so uh, Aaron underscore Kliegman, uh, K-L-I-E-G-M-A-N. Um, that's, you know, you can see some, um, some stuff there that I'm watching and, uh, that's, yeah, going, I think going to just the news and, uh, you know, checking out the, the sites and yeah, hopefully people are interested trying to, you know, point to issues that don't, uh, are important, but don't always get uh, the most coverage, uh, from some of the other outlets. So, you know, trying to expose things that need to be exposed. Yeah. So important. You're doing such great work. We really enjoy what you do. And this one about terrorism was such a big story. It blew up traffic yesterday. People are just shocked that this would be going on in a, in a turbulent world where we know bad people are trying to slip through the border already. So great job on the work, Aaron. We love having you on. We'll get you back on real soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Great work. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter 
be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always excited to have this next guest on my show. He is really one of the greatest strategic thinkers in American security policy, foreign policy. He's the former United Nations ambassador, the former national security advisor to President Trump. He is Ambassador John Bolton. Mr. Ambassador, good to have you back on the show. Great to be with you. So many places to talk about, so many things aflame, but I want to start with something that a lot of people may not have noticed because it happened on the Friday before the 4th of July. Joe Biden changed some of the regulatory regulations for immigration so that people that have known terrorist ties in some cases can get into the country despite those ties. Your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's a disastrous decision, and I attribute it uh, largely uh, to the administration's continuing efforts to get back into the uh, 2015 Iran nuclear deal. You know, one thing that uh, that the Trump administration did, I think, uh, very correctly, was uh, designate the uh, uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps of uh, Iran as a foreign terrorist organization, right? Uh, which it is from top to bottom. We had a lot of pushback from the bureaucracy uh, when when we were getting that uh, change made uh, because they said it's so unwieldy. It has so many. Uh, tentacles everywhere. So many people have been associated with it, it'll be hard to administer. And we said, that's exactly the point. You want to <laughs> bar as many people as possible who yeah. have terrorist connections. So this latest move by the Biden administration, although it's not specifically limited to the Iran context, is clearly trying to signal Iran that while even Joe Biden uh, is unwilling to remove the designation of the Revolutionary Guards as a foreign terrorist group, He's trying to mitigate the effect of that designation. It's a it's another sign of bending the knee to the Ayatollahs in Iran. And it's a signal to terrorists all around the world that the U.S. just doesn't have staying power. It, I can't imagine after the withdrawal from Afghanistan, for example, the signal that sends the Taliban and foreign terrorist fighters going to Afghanistan about the prospect of getting back into the United States. Yeah, no, it's a head scratcher. And here's one of the things, because it's very interesting. You and many other uh, wise people I've talked to today say this really is about the Iran deal. But when you look at the Biden administration's announcement, they claim they did this so that more Afghans who might have affiliated or had some relationship with the Taliban could get in the country. But the Taliban's not even a uh, currently designated as a terrorist group. Were they telling the truth when they made that announcement last week? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think this is this is too cute by half. <laughs> Look, if if we are, I think correctly, trying to trying to asylum for Afghans fought with or assisted U.S. and NATO forces in Afghanistan, the way you've got to do that is on a case-by-case basis. I mean, number one, we want to bet against actual terrorists pretending they helped the U.S. uh, or who were spying on the U.S. while they were involved from coming in. But if you've got somebody, whatever their background from Afghanistan, who has helped the United States, they've got a case for us to grant them asylum. And We need to do it on a case-by-case basis. There was no reason whatever to change this regulation. 
Yeah, and it's very broad. It doesn't mention any country. So really, it could be applied to anyone that they, they wanted to. That's a uh, the real shocker of it. Um, the president will be heading to the Middle East soon. He'll be asking for more oil in Saudi Arabia. Uh, we'll go to Israel where uh, Naftali Bennett's government has already collapsed. What should we be watching for on that trip? Well, you know, the, the Biden administration, precisely because of their desire to get back into the nuclear deal with Iran, uh, really to get back to the Obama administration policy, have not only made a big mistake there, they have severely impaired America's relations with all of our friends in the Middle East, in Israel, in the oil-producing uh, Gulf countries, in, in, the, in the Arab world generally, who see and understand that the principal threat to peace and security in the Middle East is Iran. So uh, the administration has uh, criticized Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates in particular for uh, for supplying weapons in the Yemen civil war, uh, as if uh, ignoring the fact that Iran's supply of drones and missiles to the Houthis in Yemen is what keeps the civil war going. Uh, they, they, they are appalled that the Biden administration wants to go back into the nuclear deal with Iran, as is Israel. So the Arab states of the Gulf and Israel have a more sensible view of Iran than the Biden administration does. And they're not going to be going out of their way to be helpful to Biden, this this is in large part a mission designed to get the Gulf Arabs to pump more oil to bring the international price of oil down. And I don't uh, I don't think they're going to be accommodating without making it clear just how unhappy they are with Biden's overall regional policy. Yeah, another place where people are a little bit uh, have a little bit of pepsit in uh, his policies at China, the Pacific. Uh, we saw Chinese warships circling Japan. They're always they've been antagonizing Taiwan. They're even playing in our backyard in Latin America a lot more. Uh, and yet we're hearing today that President Biden might lift the tariffs that the Biden administration, uh, or the Trump administration put on China a few years ago. I think tariffs that you once called, if I remember this correctly, shock therapy. Your thoughts about Joe Biden's China policy? Well, you know, in the campaign, he talked very tough about China, but he has not demonstrated any uh, effective measures uh, to, uh, to to try and counter the threat that China poses. There have been a few uh, things that we can give him credit for, getting the Quad, the India, right. Japan, Australia, U.S. group together, started back in the George W. Bush administration, uh, the uh, deal with the U.K. and Australia to build nuclear-powered submarines for Australia, big plus, I think, for the United States. But other than that, uh, there's been very little to show for the last year and a half. What's the reason for that? The uh, theology of climate change that dominates Biden administration thinking they don't want to do anything that alienates China for fear the Chinese won't agree to some new new comprehensive uh, climate change agreement. Yeah, yeah, that is a big uh, a big roadblock. Um, I want to finish up with Russia and Ukraine. We're uh, several months into the war now. It looks like Europe is settling in for a long haul. Uh, what have we done right? What do we need to do? What have we done wrong in the Russia-Ukraine conflict? Well, our biggest mistake was right at the beginning by failing to deter the Russians. That, that should have been much more on Biden's mind. Instead, he was uh, not shipping additional weapons to the Ukrainians before the invasion. He was not imposing effective sanctions for their 2014 invasion. He acted, in fact, has said publicly as if he didn't think it was possible to deter Russia, which is just giving up before the war even starts. Right now, the Russians have uh, begun to make slow progress in the eastern part of the country, and we're in a race, really, to see how much more 
they can uh, uh, conquer before their logistics and, and supplies break down yet again versus our race to get weapons to the front lines for the Ukrainians. And uh, despite a lot of rhetoric about how much we're supplying Ukraine, the actual physical deliveries have been slow. We've certainly given the Ukrainians lots of intelligence. That's very important. Right. But as I say, this race has been underway for some time, and I think will play out through the fall, and that will determine uh, really who, who can claim victory here. Yeah, and that speed of delivery, uh, there are some reports today that uh, career diplomats inside the State Department are urging President Biden to do more, do more quickly. Meanwhile, the same dynamic involves Taiwan. There's a lot of concern in Congress that the Biden administration isn't quick enough to get the armaments that Taiwan's already purchased to them. Why are they so slow in getting something that should be easy to deploy? Well, over the years, this system of foreign weapon sales has developed a huge bureaucracy, a yeah. huge complex procedure to go through it. Those ambassadors are on the right track. It needs to be vastly overhauled. But we also need as a strategy for Taiwan, a strategy that ties them in to the Indo-Pacific as a whole, closer to Japan uh, and part of the whole uh, uh, defense, really, against the, the assertions of China and their, their efforts to establish hegemony. This is the main threat of this century, but doesn't mean we could ignore other regions. You know, when we turn our backs on the Middle East, the Chinese are right in there trying to buy Iranian oil. So it's a it's a very complex development. We need a lot more thought given to it. People ought to be worried about China's uh, really across the board effort to influence the U.S. and others in their direction. Yeah, there's no doubt those malign uh, influences are real. And we've, we're losing some visibility with the FBI program being shut down. Is the uh, Ukraine war still winnable for the West, for Ukraine? And if so, what's the key to getting it won? Well, I think it is. I, I'm very worried about the unity of the NATO alliance. Some of our Western European allies, yeah. France and Germany specifically, I think are eager to turn the page here. They're still worried about their energy dependence on Russia. Uh, and and I just uh, I, I think that beneath the surface, uh, the splits inside Europe are, are much greater than they appear. And the Russians know this. They're going to try and uh, widen those divisions and make it harder for for NATO to uh, to cooperate. So it really is a race, I think, for the next three or four months uh, b- before we see one of the sides, Ukraine or Russia, just collapse from exhaustion. Yeah, there's no doubt. Does Russia get as much as they can out of the east and then uh, stop there and maybe uh, hope that the divisions in Western uh, Europe uh, play to its advantage? Is that one possible outcome here? Yeah, absolutely. That Russia picks the time when it says, "Okay, we've achieved our objectives. That may be true or not. It doesn't really matter to the Russians. They want to be able to say that. Therefore, we think the hostilities will stop and they just have a line of military control that they will say they're not going to relinquish. And that becomes the new border. Yeah, no doubt. And last question, Secretary of State Blinken won't meet with uh, the Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov. Good idea, bad idea at the G20 summit? Well, I would meet with them and tell them what we think of what their policy is. I I don't have any problem in that kind of context. Right. Uh, I think there are a lot of things we want to tell them, and uh, and especially because of the concern we've just been discussing about, about weakness on the part of some of our European friends. The Russians need to hear from us. We're not going anywhere on this thing. They need to reverse their policy. We are not reversing ours. Yeah, such a good point. You were never afraid to go to a world leader and tell them what the Americans were thinking. That's what made you such a great diplomat. Sir, it's such an honor to have you back on the show. Thanks for the time today. No, glad to do it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day.
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks to Ambassador Bolton for joining us and giving us his insights on this very important terrorism issue that a lot of the media are sloughing under the table. They're not paying attention to it. It is a major policy change that could have significant national security consequences. As Ambassador Bolton just pointed out, as our great reporter Aaron Kliegman mentioned earlier in the show, a very important issue. Keep a close eye on it. We're going to be covering it stem to stern over the next several days. All right, before we leave for the day, I always like to point out every day one of the great opportunities that comes our way because we have amazing partners, amazing advertisers, amazing sponsors, people who have great products and services, trusted products and services. And today I want to remind you about an incredible offer from our good friends at Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi. If you run a small business like I do, Just the News is a small business, we know that you got to take care of HR issues. They're important. One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. But we're also, no, I'm busy. I want to be reporting. I want to be doing my podcast. I want to be doing my TV show. I don't want to be distracted by the very hard work that HR takes. If you're going to do it right, it is hard work. Well, good news. Our friends at Bambi are here to help small business owners like you and me implement good HR practices. Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, is an HR platform built for businesses like yours and mine. So you can automate the most important HR practices and get your own dedicated HR manager with Bambi for just $99 a month, as low as $99 a month. That is a bargain. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You get to run your business. You let Bambi run your HR. That's a good deal. If you're running your business, you don't have a good HR solution, I'm telling you, check out my good friends at Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E. To get started today, they set up a special URL so that you can get started on this great offer. You go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash just news. That's easy to remember. Bambi.com slash just news and find out the extraordinary opportunity Bambi will make for your business. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. We've got a fantastic show tonight on the TV, on Real America's Voice, on Just the News, Not Noise. Amanda Head and I have Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Dr. Harvey Risch, the great epidemiologist from Yale University. We've got the Arizona Attorney General, Mark Burnovich. He's going head-to-head with the Biden administration now that the DOJ is challenging Arizona's law requiring voters to show proof of citizenship. We're going to have that covered. And a little bit of fun, a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of sweet music. Singer-songwriter Natasha Owens is going to join us tonight. You won't want to miss that. It's going to be a great performance and a great discussion. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. 
Thank you, as always, for joining us and listening and engaging Just the News and supporting our great advertisers like Bambi. We're so grateful. Every time you support them, you're supporting the important news mission, the reporting, the investigative journalism that we get to do here at Just the News. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, whenever you need a news fix, you know what to do. Go to justthenews.com. We got you covered 24-7 with breaking headlines and great enterprise and investigative reporting, as always. Good night and God bless. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.